Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Run With Ally Live. It is Tuesday, January 16th. And yes, it's very nice here in San Diego. Um, Neely, how is it where you are? Yeah, so I'm actually in Orlando um, in my final preparation for the Olympic trials. So uh, it's certainly far warmer than Colorado, where it's been in the negatives and snowing. Um, but I think for Orlando, it's a little bit chilly and it's been a, a little rainy too. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, we have so much to talk about and yes, good luck in the trials, even though you'll definitely crush it. Um, but you know, really quick before we dive into today's conversation to those who are returning to the show, if you have not subscribed to the show already, please do so. And for those of you who are new on here, please subscribe uh, after this episode. It's a really great chat. And we have Neely Gracie on. She is an elite runner, um, a mom, a run coach. Um, I'm going to let her kind of dive in and tell you who she is and what she's all about. Um, So Neely, welcome to the Run With Ally Live podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you today. Me too. Um, and you know, so I would love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, even though you kind of just did give us a little glimpse and yeah, we could just dive into a really good chat. Yeah. Awesome. So like you said, um, my name is Neely Spence Gracie. I have two little boys. Athens is five and Rome is two. We did name them after Olympic cities um, because my dad was an Olympic marathon runner in the Barcelona games in 1992. And so we kind of like carried, um, a little bit of family history there. Um, and then both my husband and I are runners. Um, we met running in college together and now my husband is my coach. Um, and then, yeah, I have a coaching business called get running coaching and I've worked with about a thousand athletes over the last decade, um, helping them reach their running goals. Um, so my life definitely involves around running quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I, um, am prepping and training personally for, um, the Olympic trials marathon. Um, and I, uh, am looking forward to that. So 
that's pretty much my, uh, a little bit about me <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, that's a whole lot of information there. Um, you got a lot. Yes, your life is all about running. And that's awesome that your spouse coaches you. Um, so um, I know I would love to like get into, you know, you know, like a little coaching chat, but um, I know that you are a new mom and, you know, to the listeners on here, I think that that's extremely inspirational that you're going to be running the Olympic marathon trials on February 3rd um, as a, you know, as a mom. Um, and, you know, what has that kind of made your running life look like or how has it changed, I guess, in terms of training, if at all? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, this is my fourth time qualifying for the Olympic trials. Um, I qualified for the 5k in 2012, right out of college and then the marathon, the last, um, two cycles and then this cycle as well. Um, but you know, um, I've only had kids for the last two. And in 2020, um, I ended up qualifying for the Olympic trials at Houston, which was the final day to qualify. And then I had, you know, five weeks, I think, um, to prepare for um, the uh, Olympic trials, which you know, was not enough time for me. Um, so I ended up not finishing at the last Olympic trials because it was just too much of a toll on my body. Um, you know, I had a one-year-old at the time training had not been super smooth postpartum. Um, and so really this is my first time feeling like I'm strong, fit, healthy, um, ready to run you know, hopefully one of my best races, um, that I've ever had. And so that feels really good. Um, but training looks so different than it did when I first, um, you know, started marathoning back in 2016. Um, so I ran Boston and New York in 2016 and, um, was the top American at Boston and second American, at New York. And, um, you know, I ran over a hundred miles a week. I did double days. Um, it was my main job at the time. And so, you know, now things look different. I run less miles. I don't do double days. Um, I push the stroller sometimes and I, I've just kind of found a balance of, you know, enjoying training, um, training at a high level, but, also feeling very fulfilled in life um, with lots of other hats that I wear. Um, and so, you know, being a mom's kind of my big priority. Um, I love coaching my athletes and helping them with their uh, personal goals. And um, two years ago, I co-authored a book um, called Breakthrough Women's Running. And so I just kind of like to have a lot going on. Um, and running is just one of the things that I do. Yeah. Wow. That's a whole, whole lot there. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it sounds like you have a lot on your plate, you know? Um, so I guess really quick, um, do you enjoy, you know, you said coaching your athletes, I'm sure like you're, you know, you inspire yourself, um, by doing what you're doing in terms of your training and it inspires you to help others do the same. So do you work, uh, predominantly with new moms or people looking to, you know, crush Boston or New York city? Um, yeah. And like, I guess 
Um, what allowed you to kind of transition? This is like a threefold question into, you know, going from full-time running pro double running days to mom running pro kind of still, right. Um, mm-hmm. boss, mom, business owner, running coach mm-hmm. things like what allowed for that transition? Yeah. So whenever I was pregnant with Athens, my first, um, I actually wasn't able to run, um, for the second half of my pregnancy. And so I kind of had, was forced into like finding other stuff to do. Um, and I had been coaching for a while, um, through that point, but that's really where it became like a full-time job. Um, I took on, um, up to 80 athletes during that time. And, you know, before I would kind of keep it at like 30 to 40. Um, and so I really kind of just put my energy into growing my coaching business, um, and had to kind of, you know, forcefully by force (laughs) move away from being a professional athlete. Um, so I wasn't able to run for six months. And then when I started back, I was starting from, you know, ground zero. Um, and so as I was rebuilding, um, like I mentioned, I had some, um, bumps along the way, um, and a lot of like hormone issues, um, postpartum anxiety, um, you know, obviously just the normal stuff of dealing with, you know, having a, a new baby, being a new mom, um, and the, all the adjustments that come with that change in family dynamic, um, which I loved being a mom, but you know, it added a lot of complexity trying to figure out childcare, um, so that I could still work. Uh, and so there was just a lot going on, um, during that, during that time. And so I was really, uh, trying to get back into running. Um, and it just was really clicking for me. And I feel like I probably forced it because I wanted it so bad. Um, and then I ended up with a femoral neck stress fracture. And so, um, you know, kind of fast forwarding, um, I was just getting back into shape. My body was just coming around. I was kind of finding that, um, you know, what my body could handle. Uh, and then, you know, the pandemic hit and there weren't races. I ended up getting pregnant with our second. Um, and so everything was just kind of pushed back. Um, but then it's kind of like everything that I struggled with the first pregnancy, I was able to really learn from. And my second pregnancy, I ran every day of my pregnancy. It went so smoothly. Um, my recovery went better than I expected it to. Um, and I run a marathon PR, um, at CIM last year. Uh, and you know, I feel like I can confidently say that I'm in better shape than I was at that point. Um, so, you know, it's like, it's just been this very transformative time. And I think that it's just, I was kind of forced into it initially. And now, um, you know, I would say I'm kind of semi-pro. I don't have a shoe sponsor, um, or a main contract, but I have a nutrition sponsor and I have a stroller sponsor. Um, and so it's been kind of fun to like do my own thing. Um, you know, in a different way. And at this point of, you know, my running career, I feel like it's, it's just like my time for myself. Um, because most of my day is put into coaching and being with my kids. Absolutely. Um, and that's so amazing that you have all this wisdom and experience to pay forward in a lot of, 
I feel like different phases of your running career, going from full-time runner to mom runner to, um, yeah, coach uh, full-time. And that's amazing that you're coaching 80 athletes. That's yes. It's a lot. Um, yeah. I guess I also didn't answer the whole coaching side of it too. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Um, so I've since dropped back to about 60 athletes, um, which seems to be about what I can manage with both kids right now. Um, and I have two assistant coaches who work with me. Um, and we take on runners of all abilities, all goals. Um, there's you know, a athlete here um, in Orlando with me who qualified for the Olympic trials. Um, we also have people who are new uh, to running and do, you know, a walk run type style. Um, we have middle school and high school age kids. We have, you know, super master, incredible athletes, um, who are running into their fifties and sixties. Um, so it's been really fun, um, to kind of see how, um, you know, broad of a athlete, um, you know, we get to work with as coaches because each athlete kind of, um, you know, bring something new to the table. And sometimes it's a new learning experience. Um, and that's been really fun because I love to grow as a coach. Um, and I love taking on, you know, each person as an individual instead of just kind of lumping, um, you know, runners together is like, you know, one size fits all. And, uh, you know, everyone does the same thing. Um, each training program is very specific and designed exactly for that person, for their history with running, for what their goals are, um, for what their life is like. Um, and so I would say on the whole, we have a ton of moms. Um, you know, we have three female coaches. We attract a lot of women, um, athletes. Um, but we also have, um, some men, like I mentioned, we have a host of masters runners. Um, and so it's been, you know, really cool and very inspiring, um, to watch as, uh, people develop and, you know, work really hard, um, overcome adversity and hit their goals. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's, yeah, that's so amazing. And it's, I agree with you. I think it's so uh, great to just learn about people as individuals and just um, from different walks of life with different experiences. And yeah, I mean, that's really cool that you have middle schoolers to six-year-olds. That's such a diverse range, but I'm sure there's a whole lot of learning there um, for sure. Um, you know, as a coach, do you feel like you're experiences as a runner have really helped you to better coach athletes. And I'm not just saying like running at your level, I'm saying just like all of the experiences you've had, um, versus like, you know, just taking like a coaching certification, what have you, and like building a business. Um, and like, how has that kind of like impacted, um, you know, I guess your enjoyment and fulfillment as a coach. Yeah. So it's really fun because I have some athletes who I've worked with, you know, seven, eight years. Um, and then I have new athletes that I'm just learning. Um, and one of the things that I really love about coaching, um, is the relationship that's kind of built over time. Right. So like, 
many of my athletes, um, you know, as I work with them, you know, season after season, it starts to become, you know, a little bit of like a friendship as well. Uh, and that's been really cool, um, to kind of develop all that support over the years. Um, and so actually there's going to be about 15 of my athletes coming, um, to watch the Olympic trials, um, which is pretty neat. So I'll get to meet some, some of them for the first time. I'll get to see some of them again. Um, and yeah, I would say that, you know, that's one of my favorite things about coaching is just that relationship that gets built over time, you know, as people put in the time and dedication, um, to their goal, to their training, and I get, you know, the honor of supporting it. Um, you know, we really get to know each other, um, because, you know, it's important to be very open and honest and transparent. Um, and you know, it's not always going to be smooth. And so helping people problem solve, um, and, you know, working through those more challenging times. Um, you know, I recently had an athlete, um, we had 19 run at Houston, um, between the half and the full. And, uh, one of my girls, um, she has a little boy, um, and kind of, you know, had come off of a rough injury, um, you know, pregnancy, lots of, um, changes and whatnot. Um, and she's just slowly rebuilt over the last year, just piece by piece by piece. And, you know, kind of in the summer, she was like, do you think I could run a marathon? And I was like, well, like, let's, let's give it a try. Let's not change a lot other than, you know, maybe adding a little bit of miles to, um, the, the long run. And so that's what we did. And she ended up running a lifetime PR, um, you know, smashed what she thought she was capable of doing. And it was just so exciting to like be a part of that journey and know, like, you know, I mean, I've worked with her, you know, for like six, seven years now. And just to see like that transformation happen. Um, you know, from who she was when we first started working and it hasn't been smooth, um, to, you know, here she is running a personal best. And so that's been really fun. Um, and there's just a lot of stories like that, that I find really inspiring and, um, you know, make coaching such a fulfilling job for me. Yeah, that is amazing and incredible. And I think it, you just, kind of explained it right there and to the listeners on here. Um, it goes to say that consistency and, you know, that open communication and patience and just having that resilience over time, it really could do wonders, which is proven by one of your athletes, which is incredible. And congratulations. That's very inspiring. Um, you know, um, how do you, you know, piggybacking off of that for a second, how do you feel about taking breaks from like running as a whole, like for someone like that? Um, and I'm talking about like totally taking a break from running, not even like dropping the volume or like running maybe like twice a week. Yeah. I mean, she's off for two weeks now. So that's, that's how it goes for me. I definitely prefer to work in training cycles, um, where there's, you know, a very clear time of reset following, um, you know, a big training block and some people, you know, tend to do two big races a year. And so then they take two, you know, nice time periods of time of rest. Um, 
others do three or four training cycles a year. And so, um, you know, I kind of put that into their program as like, um, you know, the performance phase of training and the base phase of training and the taper phase of training and the recovery phase of training are all very important in your success as an athlete and your growth as an athlete. And the biggest question I get asked is like, but aren't I going to lose fitness? I'm like, yeah, of course you're going to lose fitness after, you know, you like do your, you know, personal best marathon or whatever. You take two weeks off. Yeah. When you start that first run back two weeks later, you're not going to be as fit as you were on marathon race day. But that was, that's the whole point. You take the time, you let your body rest, recover, reset, you let your mind rest. And then you start to miss running. You miss the getting up really early and running in the dark or running in the cold or whatever it is. Um, you start to miss that grind of, you know, getting to the gym two days a week and all these things. And so then you start to be really ready to begin a new training block and it comes back quicker. Your body remembers what it did and then you're able to build upon that last training cycle. But that only happens if you allow your mind and your body to have that mental and physical rest. Totally. I love that you said that. It really sounds like you take a very great holistic approach, a holistic approach, <laughs> excuse me, to training. And, you know, um, I'm sure you've been here, but, you know, being someone, you know, as an athlete and a coach who's like hit um, walls to say, per se, um, just those mental walls by not taking a break before it's, it's so important. I love how you emphasize recoveries being important, but not freaking out about losing a little fitness after a PR and gaining it back, you know, and like trying to like step back and look at that larger picture. Um, you know, how have you found that you've been able to successfully help people understand the larger picture instead of focusing on one race? You know, I think that's actually a really important job as a coach is to help athletes zoom out. So, you know, I've been training at a very high level for over 20 years, um, and I sometimes need help with that still, you know, and so that's why I don't coach myself. Like my husband is there to like help me have that perspective. Um, and so a lot of my athletes rely on me to help share that. Okay. You know what? You have to take a step back. You have to zoom out because, you know, for example, like, um, I had an athlete who was prepping for the Marine Corps Marathon um, this past fall, and she was coming back after, um, you know, having a baby. Uh, it was her first marathon postpartum, and everything was clicking. Like, she was gaining fitness so well. Everything was tracking in the right direction, and I mean... I, she was healthy. She was strong. She was fit. And I was like, I think you're like ready for a PR. And then it was really hot and not conducive to running fast on the day. And so it was, it ended up being kind of one of those where we had to like back off and then she got out there. She had to back off even more. It ended up not being the performance that she wanted. Right. And she was pretty disappointed about it. And afterwards, um, you know, we kind of had a conversation and I was like, look, you know, the, the big thing that you have to remember is that 
all that training, all that preparation, you got yourself into the position that you wanted to be in. Race day didn't come together. Sometimes we get sick. Sometimes it's just not our day. Sometimes there's logistical things that blow up. And sometimes the weather's bad and you can't control that. Um, but if you can be fit and healthy on race day, then you had a successful buildup. Um, and so, you know, I was able to kind of help her have that perspective. And yeah, it's hard when you put in, you know, six months of work for one race and it doesn't go your way. Um, and you're like, great, now I have another six months until <laughs> I get, you know, to have another shot. Um, and you know, that is, that's hard. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. Um, all those things are very valid. Um, but you know, I, I feel like that's where I'm at when it comes to, you know, the Olympic trials is like there, there's likely chance that like, we may not have very great conditions for marathoning. Um, and that's okay because I have the opportunity to compete. I have the opportunity to go out there, um, and see what I'm capable of on the day. And I'm going to be proud of that, whether I run, you know, a PR or I don't. Mm -hmm. That's such a great, um, outlook and mentality to have. Uh, yeah, anything can happen on race day. And I love that the more prepared you are and healthy, you had a successful buildup. Um, you had made so many great points there. And I agree with you. Um, I too, like I have not competed near your level. However, I have taken upon competitive running myself. I don't like to coach myself either because I'm really bad at it. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, it's, I always like say every coach needs a coach. I think it's the most beneficial thing for anyone um just to kind of get out of your own head have someone see your blind spots and help guide you i think that's just so valuable so i really like that you said that too um yeah um really inspiring as well uh i should have asked this way before but um you know you mentioned you made the olympic trials in the 5k and the marathon so I know all of the distances relate, but what's your favorite distance to, I guess, race? My favorite distance is the half marathon. Um, I wish that it was an Olympic sport, <laughs> but it's not. So uh, I would say that um, it's just, it's so much I'm so much more comfortable with that distance because you can run more of them than you can a marathon within a year. Um, so I typically do a couple half marathons in my buildup to um, a marathon. So I ran the Boulderthon half in Colorado in October. Um, and then I ran the Monterey Bay half marathon in California in November. And then I actually ran the Orlando half marathon um, in December. And so I did three half marathons during my buildup to um, the Olympic trials full marathon. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's much easier to train for a half marathon. You don't have to put in the same amount of miles. Um, the race itself is a lot easier to recover from. Um, you can do more races, uh, you know, consistently. Um, I know personally that my body wouldn't handle three, you know, marathons, um, in consecutive months. So 
I don't know. The half marathon has just kind of been like a fun, happy place uh, for me. And then the Boulder Boulder 10K um, is one of my favorite races. And I do that one every year. And I've run it in like a host of different fitnesses. Um, I've run for Team USA in the pro field three times. Um, and then I've run in the open division competitively a couple times. Um, and then I've also like run, walked while seven months pregnant. Um, so it's been kind of fun that that race is like just the one that I do every year um no matter you know if it's competitive or not I love that you probably have so many different like perspectives now that you've done that and so many different shoes and you have so many accolades that you just like mentioned I mean that's like yeah it's just incredible um very cool how high is that one like altitude wise yeah it's in Boulder it's just over 5,000 feet um (laughs) So, but it's a net uphill course. So I always say it kind of runs like a half marathon um, versus a 10K because it's hard. Yeah. Wow. Um, net uphill 10K. That sounds fun. You know, I'll have to, you know <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a challenge. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's cool that you, you don't have your, you know, staples that you stick to every year and you just sounds like you really know your body and have just a lot of experience that you could pay forward, which is amazing. Um, and incredible. Uh, so yeah, no, this is all very valuable. Um, two more questions for you. What are the top three core values when it comes to coaching, um, that you really like hold close to you and, you know, you always think about when you're programming for your athletes? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I would say the first thing that comes to mind is open communication. That's something that I find really important and of a ton of value um, for them and for me. So uh, in college, I was a communication major and a coaching minor. And I always tried to find ways to like combine the two. Um, And I always looked for research on like effective communication as a coach. And there was like nothing out there. And I was like, that's literally the main job of a coach is communicating well. So um, that's something that I really um, hold uh, high on my list as a, a coach is making sure that I'm, you know, responding to athletes within 24 hours. Um, if they have questions or comments, um, you know, discussing things, talking things through, um, you know, often athletes will run race ideas by me, you know, have you had anyone do this race before? What was their experience? That sort of thing. Um, you know, talking about race strategy goals, um, last week, you know, I had a bunch of calls with athletes discussing, you know, upcoming races and, you know, how we're going to break down a marathon into small pieces. So they, you know, mentally can stay very present throughout, et cetera. Um, so communication is a big one. Um, I would say second is I really don't like to train my athletes on the red line. Um, I want them to enjoy their running. I want them to stay healthy. I want them to build confidence throughout. So I prefer to have my athletes, um, save their hundred percent efforts for race days, um, and to train at more of like an 80 to 90%. Um, and that is something that I've just, 
I personally adapt um, and it's worked really well um, for me. And that's something that, you know, I as a coach um, feel is beneficial for um, my runners and it seems to be that, you know, the the athletes that come to me um, are happy with that uh, style, and then um, they also really appreciate having, um, you know, their confidence build and not failing workouts. Um, you know, it's common to have, you know, one or two workouts, an entire training block that don't go your way, um, you know, because maybe there's lingering fatigue from a long run or you were traveling or you're coming off of a sickness or something like that. Um, but I really want most of my athletes workouts to go very successfully. Um, and then three, I would say, um, I, really like to work on like a phased, um, training cycle. So I kind of mentioned this earlier. Um, but I think that one of the biggest, um, mistakes that I see whenever athletes come to me and they're like, okay, I was trying to train myself and like, I'm, you know, I'm not doing a great job. It's not coming together. Um, is that people don't appreciate the base phase as much as they should. Um, they don't put in enough slow, easy recovery days. And so as a coach, I really work with my athletes to make sure that easy days are easy, hard days are hard. Um, and that the phases of training, um, are, you know, very consecutive. We start with a really nice base phase, then we build into more of that build up block, um, which is a phase two, kind of like fartlicks, hills, unstructured, un, um, you know, no goal paces, that sort of thing. It's all just effort based. And then we move into the performance phase. And the performance phase is that phase where I talk about, you know, okay, now they're really building confidence because we're working on pace-specific stuff for their goal. So if they're training for a marathon, we are dialing in that marathon pace. And maybe we're starting with, you know, two-mile interview intervals at marathon pace, but we're working up to four or five-mile intervals um, at marathon pace. And so that they kind of build that confidence in their preparation, in their what they're capable of, and it helps them see, okay, my goal is becoming realistic to me. Because when you first start out, often that goal seems really far away and scary. And then we move into the taper, then we race, then we rest, then we start over again. Um, and I think that's a really important um, component to training and um, something that I as a coach um, – really put a lot of value into. And I like to uh, have my athletes on board with it and also educated uh, surrounding that approach and that style and why we're doing what we're doing and why it feels so boring early on um, is because when you are working on that structural stability in the base phase, it's what helps you stay healthy and put together, you know, that peak at the end. So, um, I would say those are the three big things as a coach that I, um, really value. Oh, those are great. So yeah, those are all exceptional. I think, yeah, just balance communication. I love how you said that there's no research out there that has, <laughs> Yeah, anything. It's it's amazing that you've learned as you've gone. I could relate to that. Um, and um, yeah, just everything you said, it's 
yeah, keeping that heart rate low on those important recovery days, right? So that you could pick it up when you need to in the harder days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing. Um, thank you for sharing all that. That was very valuable. And to the listeners on here, I hope you got a lot out of that because that was just a whole lot of information right there that you might need to rewind and listen to again. Um, <laughs> I appreciated that. So thank you, Neely. And uh, last question for you, Bef- besides the fact that I, you know, reached out to you and kind of just asked you, why did you say yes to being on the Run With Allie Live podcast today? Yeah, so I actually really enjoy doing podcasts um, and I look forward to them. I like getting the opportunity to talk about something I'm passionate about. Um, And then, you know, it's always cool because I feel like different podcasts have different listener groups. And so it allows me to, um, you know, have outreach beyond just, you know, my social channels or whatever. Um, and I always really love, um, you know, the support and encouragement that I, uh, do get from the running community. And so I see it as kind of a way that I can give back to the running community is, you know, for people to get to know me a little bit and for me to share, you know, information, um, you know, wisdom maybe, um, and, you know, just some, some tips and like what I've learned, um, and kind of, uh, who I am as a runner, who I am as a coach, et cetera, um, just wherever the conversation ends up going. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, you know, the main reason why I pretty much say yes to every podcast, um, that I get asked, um, to be on because I just really enjoy, um, you know, integrating further into the running community. I love that. And I'm so happy, you know, I reached out and asked you because yeah, you know, this is a great chat and I, you know, I know the listeners on here will appreciate this and I definitely did. So thank you. Um, you know, once again, and you know, to everyone on here, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, this episode will be on Apple podcasts and Google podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, yeah, within, you know, the next week. So stay tuned for the episode with, Neely Gracie, um, coming your way. And other than that, um, Neely, thank you so much again. I've like said that (laughs) multiple times, but really, I appreciate you coming on here today while you're preparing for the trials. Um, I know it'll be a great time for you and yeah. Um, other than that, I will see everyone right here at the same time, same place next week. Thank you so much. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Allie Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, Sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.